Welcome to the Lyrics in Life podcast with Barry and Katrina, where we journey together uncovering the meaning behind song lyrics and the relevancy to everyday life. We aim to create a space where listeners can connect with music in a deeper and more meaningful way and discover new opportunities for personal and spiritual growth. Welcome to episode number seven. In this episode, we are going to talk about the song Nothing Else by Cody Carnes. We feel that this song speaks to what we have been talking about a lot lately in our journaling, in our social media posts, as well as this podcast, and that is surrender and seeking after God's heart. We will discuss elements of longing for God's presence, remorse and returning back to our first love, and surrender. From the Capital CMG label group, Cody Carnes talks about why he wrote nothing else. Nothing Else is a song about returning back to what really matters, explains Cody Carnes. It came out of a moment last year when I realized my heart had wandered into prioritizing God's hand more than his heart. I was becoming too concerned with what I was getting from him and disappointed when things didn't go the way I thought they should. I don't want my heart postured toward God that way. The week I had that revelation, this song was written. It's already been a gift that was refueled, refreshed, and reset my heart. When I first heard the song, it was actually the bridge section within a medley from another song by a completely different group. So based on that arrangement of that song, it propelled me to check out this song. And when I checked it out, I was captivated by how beautifully difficult this song is. The raw honesty within the lyrics portray the essence of surrender that we've been actually talking about the last couple of weeks. And we've been talking about this in our journaling slash pod posts. We've been talking about this on social media feeds. Um, And as well as in this podcast, there's been that element of surrender wrapped in each and every one of our podcasts so far. And this comes from a deep place within where the heart genuinely seeks a true relationship with God, valuing valuing closeness with him over any material blessings or selfish gains. I believe this song actually needs to start with this chorus. The beautiful words set the scene of being caught up in God's presence, not wanting anything in return and having a a desire to never leave. The difficulty lies within the verse as the words express regret for moments that we have gone through the motions or checked off a box or approach our faith with a self-centered agenda. And here's a hard truth. Coming to God or to church just to check off a good deed or, or with an agenda on what will benefit me does not count as worship nor does it satisfy anything. I think if we have gotten to that point, our prayers should be taken back to the very beginning of our relationship with God and to open our heart. This world is full of distractions. Satan tries to distract us with worldly things, so we don't take time to lean on the Lord and to seek the Lord daily. Before I surrendered my life to the Lord, worldly things got in the way of the Lord more times than none. When I listen to this song, I pray it to the Lord. I feel that this song starts out talking about the pursuit of worldly things and how they leave us empty. 
I can definitely relate to this feeling. Before I surrendered to the Lord and dove more into devotionals, praise and worship, and His Word, I used to start my day off by waking up, drinking coffee, and watching the news. Going to work after that was depressing. I just sat in front of the TV for an hour and a half, filling my mind with all of the depressing things going on in the world that I had no control over. Since I let him lead my life now, I wake up, read my devotionals, listen to praise and worship, and dive into his word, and drink coffee, of course. There's so much hope in the devotionals, the songs, and his word. Then I go to work in a hopeful mood that I'll be able to share with others about Jesus and about the life you can have if you follow him. Psalm 73, 25-26 basically echoes what this song says. Whom have I in heaven but you? And on earth, and earth has nothing I deserve besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. This verse emphasizes the foolishness of seeking satisfaction in worldly things and the importance of seeking God above all else. It's so easy to get wrapped up in worldly things, and that's what Satan wants. Don't let Satan control you. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord, and he will do miracles in your life. There's not too much to the chorus besides what is most important. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do besides the Lord. You don't need worldly stuff, work stuff family drama, none of it. Just rely on Jesus because he is our one true savior. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 states, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I feel like God is saying, surrender to me and I will carry your burdens for you. Pour into me and I will pour into you. All you need is me and nothing else. The bridge of the song is beautifully written. It starts out quiet and repeats getting louder and louder as you are declaring, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Cody Carnes does a great job with the build adding in the instruments, and then dropping it down quiet again. And it goes to the beginning of the chorus. A few weeks back, for our praise and worship team, we added this bridge to the song Touch of Heaven. This bridge absolutely brings this song in full circle. The repetitive nature of the bridge, as Katrina talked about, grows and builds in its sincerity and intentionality. When you repeat those words, I honestly think it almost reprograms your subconscious mind. I just want you and nothing else. So repeating those same words over and over and over again, you're telling your your soul and you're telling your mind that I just want God and nothing else. And my question is, how often do we actually pray those words? Like earnestly, honestly. Pray those words. No checkboxes, no agenda, no benefit for me, but to intentionally come just to hang out with God. 
And don't we do this sometimes with our parents, kids, or friends? We just want their company with no strings attached. You just want to be in their presence because of their energy. And God brings just an amazing energy of comfort and rest. And we can just sit in that. You find comfort in God's rest. And this is what the presence of God feels like for me. I just find comfort and rest in sitting with Him. And this song does talk a lot about surrendering our agendas and a mindset of checking a box. So like in my life, surrender, what does that mean to me? What, what in the context of my life, what does it mean to me? And surrender for me was literally not coming with any kind of agenda. And that was kind of where I was at. So like, my my thought process was about a year ago, I just kind of felt stuck. Like I just didn't know where to turn anymore. I was kind of sick and tired of doing things my way all the time. I mean, isn't that kind of what you felt like, Katrina? Yeah. So like, and as I started to delve a little bit more into God's presence and, and earnestly seek after him and listen to him, um, my mindset of checking off a box went away and it was a mindset of God, I honestly just want to get to know you more and I want to know your heart more and I want to see what you have in store because what I'm doing right now isn't really working so well for me. And to piggyback off of what Barry was saying, surrendering my life um, has totally changed. I mean, it, I do it daily. Um, but my life before, I mean, I talked about it beginning, like sitting and watching the news and it was so depressing. And then to like start your day off like that. But to start your day off in his word, start your day off with a devotional or starting your day off with praise and worship, you get so much hope for the rest of the day that, I mean, like we talked about in our last episode, you get your cup filled daily to then pour onto other people, to pour into others about Jesus and his life and even what he's done in our own life. And actually it was, I remember when you were watching TV in the morning, you remember how mad I would get because it was on? Yeah. Like I would always get like, hey, can you just shut this off? It's so depressing because um, I know Katrina didn't really start doing journaling and really connecting with God until like middle of September kind of ish last year. And I was actually before that. So um, I actually started doing my journaling and writing down how it was feeling um, on July 28th of 2022. And I was doing prayer and meditation and doing some other things with God and seeing visions and whatever else um, before that. But then I felt like God telling me I needed to start writing. So that's why I started journaling. But I remember being part of this and then Katrina would be watching the news and because she just wants to watch the weather. I'm like, well, you can check that on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> but also I'm like paying attention to the news and it was like, uh, like this horrible energy wrapping around me and I just had to get up and leave because like I just couldn't pay attention or I asked her to shut it off because she just oh I just need background noise yeah that's what I said but I was playing games I'm sure at the same time so right and it, it was, was so depressing <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of these things where I was like oh my gosh it was it was depressing 
And when she turned that off, holy cow, like it was, it's like a night and day difference. It's like, yeah. Like super, like lives have changed completely. So. Right. And you just think about the, the world that society gets so wrapped up into this and they're not putting a God above any of this. They're putting, they're elevating, they're elevating the news and mainstream media and social media and this, the, the latest agenda that is being pushed on society and everybody's so wrapped up in this. But sometimes some of the people that we interact with, there's just a negative attitude there. And it just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, I think we just are more sensitive to it now, right? Yeah, where we, I I never, I guess I never noticed it before until we've changed our lives around and changed our habits and changed, not habits, but changed our wants, what we want to do in life. Well, I think they're actually habits. I mean, I they mean, can be, yeah. Well, because it's they're, it, habits form by doing something in repetitive motion. So whether it's like you had a habit of, or, and I did too at one point, is watching TV. Right. So that's a habit. Oh, I just feel like I got to turn on the TV because I just need that. But now the habit is formed into saying, okay, I'm going to open my Bible or I'm going to open up my devotional or I am going to crack open my notebook and start writing because I have something on my mind. There's just where we have formed different habits and now like our mindsets are just to connect with God and align our values with his and not align our values with what the world says is important. And it's just, we are wanting to align ourselves with what God says is important. Right. And I think because of our values being realigned to God, I really, really have definitely had a different sense of what success and happiness and fulfillment in life is. I know the world likes to just shove, oh, this is what happiness is and this is what fulfillment is. Oh, you'll be fulfilled if you have that brand new car or that brand new house or that those brand new clothes or this the, the biggest burger that you can possibly eat right now at your local fast food restaurant. Like those are things that like are so ingrained and pushed on us that I think I had an unhealthy view of what success was. And there was a lot of different conferences and stuff like that we've gone to. And those were great, impactful things. But I just, I don't know if we really understood what true success looked like because it was this like, it was this pseudo Christianity type of thing. Like they, they put this big success thing and threw God on top of it and said, well, yeah, yeah. If you believe in God and, or if you do this and, and God's going to bless you, which is true. But I just, I, I really started thinking like over the last year and, and really starting to understand God's heart that God, God views success as progress. Like, are you progressing? Are you are you are you better than yesterday? Right. Are you are you moving forward? Are you connecting with me on a daily basis? And we look back at our lives now, uh, you know, nine months, a year later, and those daily steps of connecting with God, I, I look at that as a success. Right. Like I, I just I I've kind of lost this thought of okay the world sees 
oh, career advancement or this or this title or this or a piece of paper that says you have this certain education as success. And there's and yes, that can be success, and there's nothing wrong with that stuff. But I don't know. I'm I've kind of I, I don't know. It just it's just hard for me to kind of pinpoint that I'm just viewing success and happiness and fulfillment in life. Exactly what this whole song is talking about is his presence, being with him, and that's all I want. I I don't want anything else. Right, like you don't need the materialistic, you don't need the extra money, you don't need all that kind of stuff as long as you have him and you're following his ways and and his footsteps, walking in his footsteps. Right. And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. Like, honestly, like if, if God blesses you with money and he blesses you with the nice cars, the nice job, um, the education, the smarts, the looks, the brains, whatever, like honor that and cherish that. Like God has blessed us with musical talent. Right. And, and a family and a family and Katrina has a warm heart and she's super smart and she's super, super wise and I'm just here, but, <laughs> um, but like, no, like, and I, and I know I have leadership abilities and I have musical abilities and there's, and I'm, you know, I, yeah, there's, I'm my current job right now. I deal with a lot of math and a lot of different like problem solving skills and stuff like that. So there's, there's things that God has blessed me with in gifts and there's, and we, we want to thank him for everything he's given us because those are the things that are God breathed and God given. And what do we use those talents and those gifts for is extremely important. But the biggest thing is we can use those gifts and use those talents, but to remember to, to thank him and just sit in his presence because without him, like there's just, everything is just fluff. Right. Like, I just, I don't know. There's just this kind of my heart right now at this moment and, and truly trying to understand surrender and to look at the things that the world gives versus the things that God gives. And I'm trying to weed out that, that subconscious programming, the, my old self, my, whatever, my old brain wants to sometimes get pulled back into that but i'm like i get that still small voice in the back of my head that says no that's not me and katrina and i are talking about a lot of cool things right now and and pot and what the possibilities of what the next year is going to look like but we got to remember that every day we just don't want to come with any agenda and we just want to sit at his feet and sit in his presence and just say hey god speak to me so yeah, when it comes to worship and and church and prayer and our connection with God, I like I said before, it's definitely crucial to approach this authentically. To avoid the mere act of just ticking off check boxes. And I know in our in our church and I've heard the term before is the creaster. And I'm probably going to make probably a couple people mad here, but the whole point of God's presence and connecting with God is he's going to tell you the truth. 
He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna. There's gonna be a confliction there in your, in your soul, and a, a conviction, and the mere act of ticking off checkboxes. Because I still do that too. Like, oh, it's a habit. I'm gonna do this every day because it's. I do journaling every day. There's certain days where it's like, oh, I gotta journal, and sometimes I just don't even have anything to write. I or I, you know, whatever. I'll say, hey, I'm mad, or I don't have anything to write, so I'm just, gonna, I'm just doing it. But I've been consistent, but sometimes it is, it feels like it is a checkbox sometimes. And, but majority of the time, I truly, truly want to connect. But I'm probably going to make a couple of people upset here. But what reminds me of checking off or ticking off a checkbox is a creaster. The people, the people that go to church because they claim that they're a Christian and they just go Christmas and Easter. I, I said it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you go to church twice a year doesn't make you a Christian. Your daily connection with God makes you a Christian. Your daily connection with Jesus makes you a Christ follower. And that's what this whole faith is supposed to be. We need to truly, truly want to need to have a genuine relationship with God. It's something that you would do with someone you truly deeply love. You want that relationship. You want that presence. You want that energy. Because we as people want honest and open relationships. We want an open bond is what we desire. And it's only fair to approach God that same exact way. Remember that this faith is nothing that should be underestimated. And the reason why it shouldn't be underestimated is because it represents both the greatest and most challenging journey we will ever embark on. In Matthew six thirty to 33, it states, So if God has clothed the metal with hay, which is here for a short time and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need, you of little faith? So then forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things your body requires? So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will will be given to you abundantly. Don't put your agenda in front of him. Don't put your needs or your wants before you go to him. Come to him, and he will fulfill it all. And as we conclude this episode, yeah, we probably stepped on a couple of toes. Actually, I probably stepped on a couple of toes, but you're going to get to know me a little bit more as we continue to do this podcast, and I am assertive a lot of times, and I'll kind of just say how it is because the reason why I say a lot of this stuff is because I've I've been convicted of this myself, and the truth that we speak here and what we talk about is genuine. We truly, truly, truly want these lyrics of these songs to be transformative and that you can approach worship and these lyrics in a completely different mindset where you can just freely and honestly connect with God in a completely different way that you probably never have before. And maybe you've never heard these songs before, and now you're just being introduced to them. 
Um, that is our goal here. We want you to not come with an agenda. We don't want you to come checking off a checkbox because, oh, I just did it. And now I feel good about myself. Right. No, we truly, 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 truly want you to experience God's presence in a way you've never experienced it before. That is our ultimate goal here at Lyrics in Life. We want you to be in, just wrapped up in God. We want you to understand. We want you to surrender. And we want to be unified in our Christian faith. But I think the biggest thing we can do together as, as a body of Christ is to continually surrender to God's will. So to conclude this whole entire episode, what feelings and emotions does this song create in you? What did this podcast speak to you? And we would love to hear what you have to say about that. You can answer the poll on the Spotify uh, website. You can answer us or uh, message us on social media. But we really, really want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, before we sign off, we'd love to ask for your support. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Your feedback helps us reach more listeners who might find value in what we share. And stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram. And hit that follow button. It's a great way to keep up with the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes moments, and join the conversation with like-minded individuals. And don't forget to visit our website at www.lyricsandlife.online. We have captivating journals that dive deeper into the themes we explore in our episodes. You can also snag a free copy of our journaling guides. Your support in rating, reviewing, subscribing, and connecting with us on social media helps us build a vibrant community around lyrics and life. Thanks for being part of this amazing journey with this amazing episode. Take care and keep writing the lyrics to your life. Your life.